Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what amazing life lessons you can learn from it for your own lives based on what these celebrities are going through. Gain a bunch of knowledge, wisdom, and laughs to tickle your fancy along the way. I am your incredible host, Patty Eminger. You may know me from TikTok as Patty Pop Culture. If it's your first time here, thank you for coming. I love you. Everyone is welcome here. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. You guys, the tea this week is so fucking hot. I'm actually getting burned. I might need to get out of the kitchen because of how goddamn hot the tea is. Not only with what's going on in the celebrity world, but also with how it's with what's going on in my personal life and how both of them are connected and it's becoming too much. You may have realized I've been a little bit silent on TikTok for the past few days, and that is because I am getting so much hate, and people are so upset with what I was saying the other day. But I also kind of feel gaslit by everyone on the internet, so I just want to talk about it, as well as I feel gaslit by everyone in my personal life. So I feel like I am the most gaslit man in America right now, and it is driving me goddamn crazy. I swear, the Matrix has sent their agents, you guys. Everyone is coming for me. I do not feel safe. I feel very attacked. I made a video on TikTok the other day saying why I am not on Team Selena. And I was coming for Selena pretty damn hard, especially on this podcast. My last episode, I was really coming for Selena. But unfortunately, I kind of meant it. Yeah, I I kind of meant that, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to take it back. I will explain and give a softer approach to how I feel about Selena and really just dive into the huge backstory behind why I feel that way and just kind of clarify why I'm not on team Haley either because I think people think I'm on team Haley so I just need to clarify the whole entire situation and I was worried after I posted my last podcast episode on TikTok because I was in a horrible mood that day so I was going crazy on all social media and I was like damn people are gonna unfollow they're gonna hate me never listen again people ate that shit up they loved it so, like, I only, I only gained followers on TikTok. I gained, like, 4,000 from that one video. My last podcast episode was already my most streamed one of the month because it's gaining that many streams. So, people are just really eating this up. So, of course, we're going to get into Haley, Selena, and all my unpopular opinions, plus crazy updates about what's going on in my personal life and why I might have to take someone to court over my Taylor Swift ticket because they are trying to steal my $1,000 ticket from me. We're going to get into that story. But before we get into everything, rate this podcast, five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're already here. Be a good student. Get an A+. Rate the podcast on Spotify. Make sure you tell everyone that you're listening to it. Tell the, the selenators in your life because apparently they're literally everywhere. So also screenshot yourself listening to it post it to your instagram story tag me i'll hit you up in your dms and without further ado class take your seats pop culture university is in session it ain't working because you're perfect and i know you deserve it i can't walk away even though we're going through it 
Oh my God. I really feel like these last few days have just been crazy. They may be the death of me. Life is truly going to be the death of me. And I always just try to go out on the weekends and do exciting things with my life, kind of just to get content for my memoir and to just get content for my podcast or my TikToks. And boy, has the content been insane this week. My mom texted me this morning. She was like, just checking in on you. You've had a really rough week. (laughs) Out of nowhere, too, I've just been fighting like everyone this week. I don't understand what's going on. Am I the problem? Should I take my little finger and point it in the mirror? I fought a new person every day for like the last four days. I don't think I'm the problem, though. I really don't think I'm the villain. I don't. And I refuse to be gaslit into thinking that with, uh, without also gaslighting you into thinking that I'm not. We're not going to gaslight here. Remember what I tell you, class? One of the most important lessons on this podcast, become ungaslightable. Don't let anyone gaslight you. And that to do that, you just have to be very self-assured in your own reality. Let yourself know you're a smart bitch and you always know what's going on around you. And no one can make you question different. Not even the hottest Latin man with the most fine beard and hypnotizing eyes. Not even he can gaslight you. Omar Apollo can't gaslight you. You believe yourself more than anyone else. And that's truly what I do. Maybe I have been in a little bit more of a confrontational mood. Megan Thee Stallion's music really gets me hyped up to defend myself and not let anyone disrespect me. Maybe I need to ease off the Megan Thee Stallion music. My dieting maybe has gotten to me. Maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I should eat a Snickers bar. I'm not myself when I'm hangry. Today was my cheat day, though. So I I really don't think I've eaten more calories in one day than I have today. I'm not even kidding. I probably have eaten, I'm just going to throw it out there, mm, 6,000 calories. Let me take you through this damn day. So if you guys don't know, if you're new here, I... (laughs) If you're new here... Are you new here? Okay. That TikTok sound... That's so funny. Are you new here? Anyway, if you're new here, I have one cheat day a month because I've been dieting since December and it's going pretty good. I went from 175-ish and now I'm at about 165. But I want to get to like 162, somewhere right above 160. So today is my that one day and I woke up so fucking early just to start my day of eating. It was amazing. My sister's baby shower was this weekend, so I saved a cookie She had the theme of the baby shower was a little cutie is on the way, like cutie, like an orange. So there were cookies that looked like cuties everywhere. So I saved one of those cookies and ate it. There was like leftover apple pie. I ate a little piece of that. I drove to Dunkin Donuts and I got two Long Johns. I wanted to get more, but I went through the drive-thru and I couldn't see what else they had. The Valentine's Day Dunkin Donuts are my favorite donuts of all time at Dunkin. The cream is just so perfectly proportioned. The sprinkles are so exciting. The pink frosting, the heart-shaped. I wanted to get one of those this year, but I couldn't even see them. So I was kind of pissed about that. I wanted to go to this other donut place that puts like Oreos and Reese's Pieces on your donuts, but they were closed on Mondays. What the fuck? That's so random. It's not even President's Day anymore. Like we're not even pretending to care about the presidents today. Like what's, what's your problem? Open up. But anyway, I got donuts. I got boba. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I got a five-piece tender with fries. I got gummy Jolly Ranchers. 
that were like sour. My mouth is fully almost like burned from all the sugar on them. Can't even feel my taste buds anymore, but that's what today is about. What else did I get? A lot. Like there was more for sure. Um, I got dried mango, my favorite food of all time. It's not that high in calorie, but it is a little bit. So I would eat it on a normal day, but not while I'm in these few months of dieting. And then I got four crumble cookies. One was for my dad though, but I ate three of them. Isn't that batshit crazy? I ate three <laughs> crumble cookies. Who am I? I feel like Godzilla. Just eating at anything in its path. I ate three of them and they're each 600 calories. So good though. So insanely good. I ate like two mozzarella sticks. I had some pasta, some like butter pasta with some cheese on it. Basically, like if I was awake today, I was also eating. I was fully in my Nikocado avocado mukbang for the gods that would get a billion views on YouTube. 10,000 calorie challenge. Really just in my moment. And that's fine with me. I'm fine with just having one insane cheat day a month, which could be seen as maybe like, I don't want to say like a disordered way of eating because it's truly just a cheat day. I always see these bodybuilders online saying the best way to do it is just one a month. So you cannot retain as much as many calories and fat as if you were going to have four smaller ones one a week. Do you know what I'm saying? So... It was an amazing day, an epic day. I was a hungry, hungry hippo. And maybe <laughs> I'll feel better after today. But lots of crazy shit to get into. So I would like to <laughs> apologize to the Selenators. I wasn't thinking when I said those things last week. I was so immature. I was just so much younger back then, those four days ago. And I've done a lot of growing this week and reflecting. And I hope I can just come out of this a, a better person. But I'm even more sorry because I still kind of mean it. You know, I still mean it. Unfortunately, not as much. I think my delivery was a little bit harsh last week just because of the mood I was in, but I do stand on just the basis of what I was saying. That's Miss Selena Gomez, who is branded as the kind warrior of social justice and bearer of all that is peaceful and right in the universe, is not quite as innocent or unwaveringly kind as everyone says. I don't think she's like this massive manipulator, you know, calculated mass manipulator. I do think everyone has tendencies to manipulate and i think she does as well and overall i just feel a little bit gaslit by selena gomez but i just want to make it clear that i am not on team hailey bieber i've never proclaimed to be team hailey bieber or kendall jenner if you've listened to this podcast for a long time you know me and kendall jenner have beef i'm not a huge kendall supporter i just don't know hailey bieber enough to even consider being on her side to be honest. So I'm on no one's team. I'm just not on team Selena either. And when I made that podcast episode and that TikTok last week, I got a lot of DMs and comments that were like, oh, I'm going to unfollow. This is such an unpopular opinion. How could you think this? This is such a wrong 
take on it. Uh, you lost all your credibility. Oh my God, there was a video that someone stitched of me that had 15,000 likes of someone like punching their phone screen and saying, boy, you just lost all your credibility. Um, how could you? And to those people, I say, just have some nuance to the conversation. Never did I say I hate Selena Gomez. She's the worst person on the planet. I'm so team Haley. Never said that. But I do feel against Selena on certain things. And anyone who said they were going to unfollow me, I just blocked them. Because I know they're going to want to follow me back. Because I make amazing content. So I blocked them so they don't have the chance. Like, you don't get to say something really stupid to me in the comments. Like, that I'm the dumbest bitch you've ever seen on this app. Or my hair's ugly in my TikTok. I'm unfollowing you and you're a dumb twink. And then think I'm not going to block you. So... Like, and that's like a big loss to them. Like, I would be so upset if I blocked me because my content is so good and I don't even want them to have the chance to be able to follow me back because I, like, I just don't fuck with that. Again, I did gain a lot of followers from the post too. And there was like a huge silent majority that I think agrees with a lot of the things I was saying because I got a lot of silent DMs of people saying they totally agree with me. They don't think Selena is 100% innocent in this situation. A lot of people were DMing me saying, Patty, like, I don't agree with you. Come on, bestie. Which I love those conversations. Like, give me a hard time in the DMs. Like, let's, like, shoot the shit and cut it up in the DMs like we're friends. Like, you you can say you don't agree with me. You know, toss me around a bit. Say I'm a dumb little bitch. But you have to make sure I know you're joking. Do you want to, like, do you, like, why can't people just be not so insane when they don't agree with one thing someone has said. So feel free to have those conversations with me. I love the people who said that. I was like, I'll literally follow you back. There was one girl who made a stitch with me on TikTok who was like, I love Patty. I love Pop Culture University, but this take was so dumb, Patty. What the fuck? But she was still like, I love you. Just what were you thinking? And I was like, you know what? I have mad respect for you. Like, I'm gonna follow you just because I think it's cool that you can critique me and but like still respect me at the same time. So I really did love that. And these all these Selena lovers are like, they're they're like a cult online right now. I feel like like I've never seen so many people like militantly stand behind a celebrity. Honestly, since I don't even know when, like when's the last time you've seen so much positive propaganda about a celebrity online? Every other video on my For You page is a Selena Gomez edit of um, like a verse to a bad bitch anthem. Like that one Cardi B song where she's like, everybody want to be lit. Everybody want to be rich. Everybody want to be this. If I was you, I'd hate me, bitch. Um, all of that talk, yeah, I'm calling it out. Public opinions from private accounts. If you're not a check, then you got to bounce. I got the drip. Come get announced. Do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Bitches is mad. Bitches is trash. Ooh, Oscar the Grouch. Seeing me win. That's got to hurt. Ooh, ooh, ouch. Said when they see me, what they going to do? Bitch, not from the couch. Blah songs like that that they were making edits for her too and it's like this huge cult that you can't go against and i think a lot of people know that she's not this completely innocent celebrity like that part of her documentary where she didn't mention the girl who gave her her kidney aka like gave her her life at all her friend francia and then her response to that was sorry i didn't mention everyone i know in my documentary like girl you're not going to mention the girl who gave you like the ability to be alive right now it's just so crazy and the whole thing with the fake relationship with the weekend and just other off-bar comments like people are just praising her as if she's 
some incapable of doing wrong benevolent being right now. And I think she is an amazing person, but it's almost like this mob mentality. If you're not on team Selena, we hate you. We're going to take you down. So I guess I'm just asking you guys to have an open mind while I dig into the backstory of this gossip and why I'm not on team Selena, but again, not on team Haley. So this is why I'm not blindly on team Selena and why I'm a confused bitch. So let's just take it back. Now y'all one hop this time. So let's just take a little bit back. These rumors that Haley has been sneak dissing Selena, any chance she has ever gotten and wants to be her and is like basing her whole life off Selena Gomez's existence. They've been going on from like 2018 to 2022 really rampantly. And I definitely felt bad for Haley when she couldn't go online without being terrorized by the Selenators. And now I really feel her pain having to live like this for years would really drive me off a fucking cliff. Let's just be for real. And she's had to deal with it for like, I've only had to deal with it for four days. Um, but even up until 2022, I was always on team Selena. Actually. Uh, I was on team Selena because I felt like Selena never said anything to defend Haley on purpose. There was so much hate going on with Haley. There was no way Selena had zero idea that it was happening. Even if she wasn't a huge avid social media user, like Haley Bieber was getting yelled at at the Met Gala from fans across the street while she was walking up the stairs with Justin. And they thought that they, that they made her cry that day at the Met Gala. She was like wiping her eyes on the stairs. There's no way Selena didn't know what was going on. So I kind of always thought that, wow, like, Selena must know something that we don't. She doesn't want to defend her. She doesn't want to make this any easier on her. And I'm just going to trust Selena with that. One, because I do think Selena is a generally kind person. I don't think she's the Virgin Mary like everyone wants to say she is. But I do think she's a generally kind person. I mean, Taylor Swift is her best friend. And I... Anyone who Taylor Swift says is a friend is a friend to me. And I will respect, for sure. And one of my podcast listeners DM me a long time ago... I forgot the name of this iconic lady, but she DM'd me and she was like, I went to high school with Haley Bieber and she was so awful and she was a bully and she was just not a good person. So I always just believed that because I believe my podcast listeners and I love when you guys DM me stuff like that. So I was always on Team Selena up until 2022. Um, and then in 2022, my whole perspective on the whole entire thing changed in October of that year. So really just like five months ago. That is when we found out that on the Call Her Daddy podcast that Haley and Selena actually have talked about this whole drama over the phone together. And they agree that there was no bad blood between them at all. And their internet drama was not based in reality at all. Like I would talk to my therapist and be like, but it's, it's not fair that people think that this is what happened when this is really what happened. And I respect her a lot. Yeah, I respect her. There's no drama personally. Have you guys ever spoken? Yes. And then like recently. No, I don't guess not recently, but like after your marriage. Yes. So that's why I'm like, it's all respect. It's all love. Mm -hmm. That's also why I feel like, well, if everybody on our side knows You're what good. happened and we're good, which had brought me a lot of peace. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, we know what happened. 
isn't that insane just hearing her say that it was like oh wow like these fandom like this whole fandom really was just projecting this narrative that they were trying to write about Hailey Bieber this whole time and it wasn't true and that's just how passionate fan bases are so I didn't like hate the Selenators for it I just felt like it was definitely confirmation bias at work if you want something to be true you're gonna find any reason for it to be true so if you want Hailey Bieber to be an insane Selena Gomez fan or a Selena Gomez hater, you're going to find proof of her being that. I kind of just felt like that's what was going on. And then it was finally confirmed to not be true. And Selena seemed to co-sign that sentiment by taking a photo with Hailey Bieber the next day at some kind of fashion event. They took so many photos together. And these weren't just photos. They were looking really affectionate, like best friends. Like Selena had her hands on Hailey's knees and Selena was laughing with her and had her hands on her waist and her stomach it just looked like they were friends and i just felt really happy for both of them because that's negative energy for both of them whether you think you're supporting selena or not you're it's it's like i hate when love for someone is only backed up by a hate for someone else like the internet can only love you if they are actively hating someone else by declaring their allegiance to you do you know what i'm saying i hate that shit like when everyone loved kanye because people hated taylor in 2016 like why can't we just love someone for loving someone and not love someone for hating someone else so i was just happy that that can both be over for both of them i get how if you're listening to this right now students and you're a a selenator you might want to say selena gomez was only taking that photo because she didn't want Hailey bieber to get bullied anymore but she knew Hailey bieber was kind of a bully To that, I would say they looked really affectionate. They looked like they were best friends. And I don't think you would take that many photos with your bully. Do you know what I'm saying? Selena could have gone on Instagram live because we know that's her favorite thing to do and could have just said, stop bullying Hailey Bieber. She didn't do anything wrong. It's unfair. She could have just did that. But she was like, no, like I'm going to really show them that like we're united. So that's just why I thought that. And even Justin Bieber said... Uh, when that kind of stuff was going on he seemed to confirm like this was all false nothing of the sort is happening because there's even rumors that justin is in love with selena and he wants to marry selena and not Haley, which makes no sense to me because he easily could have done that so like he could have just done that justin said as responding to a fan anyone who believes this is mean-spirited or 10 years old or younger because a logical person doesn't talk or think this way you should be ashamed of yourself i absolutely loved and love selena she will always hold a place in my heart but i am head over heels in love with my wife i love that what a nice way to say everything i loved selena i love Haley. that's not true that's crazy so of course now i'm on team no one i'm on team let's move the fuck on because these aren't even my favorite celebrities to, to talk about what's going on in their lives i was like okay next media cycle next kardashian scandal please thank you next and trust me you guys i would be down to be team selena from day one and come for a girl who is confirmed being mean you know i would have been down to be on team selena from the start but it just seemed like it was confirmed that that was just not the case and I didn't ever outwardly bully Haley from the start because she's expressed multiple times that the bullying gets to her. And on the Call Her Daddy podcast, she even said that she was having thoughts of unaliving herself. Well, I don't have to say unaliving on my podcast. Killing herself. 
because of how crazy it all got. When things can get really dark and you can start having thoughts of like it not being worth it anymore or not wanting to be here anymore, which I have had before in the past. Yeah, and that made me feel so awful. And the fact that she was talking to her therapist about how to live with the with like the knowledge that so many people are trying to push a false narrative to you like how to live with kind of the insanity that would get inflicted upon you if everyone is saying something is true about you millions of people online but it's just not and you can't convince them that it's not like she just seemed really genuine in where she was coming from again i'm not team Haley. (laughs) i want to make that clear at all it just seems like a girl who was telling the truth even if it wasn't Haley. Then Selena even responded to that, like backing up Haley again. Selena went live on TikTok and she said that she never wants that level of vile bullying ever. And that it's really ironic that she runs a brand called, you know, her rare beauty brand that's based in being kind and never using hateful words to take down anyone. And she was kind of disgusted with things she was seeing that her own fans were saying. So it's like, wow, Selena's even kind of reprimanding her own fans now, finally, and defending Haley. It was great to see. Not fair and no one ever should be spoken to in the manner that I've seen. All I have to say is it's incredibly ironic that I would release something that is all about kind words because that's exactly what I want. That's it. So of course, after that, I was happy and it seems like everything seemed to be be working out. And that's what I kind of thought in the first place. I was like, this is everything I already thought was going on, which is nothing is going on. And these crazy fans, your guys are crazy. You're lovable, the Selenators, but you're crazy. I would compare the Selenators to like the Louis, uh, the Larry Stylinson fans, the fans who are convinced that Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson are still dating to this day and have some gay romance that has been going on for over a decade. Like, there's no getting through to those fans. I have even said publicly, I don't think that happened. And people have DM'd me saying that Louis Tomlinson's wife is not his real wife. And that his baby is not his real baby. And it's all a lie. And I was like, what the fuck? These people are just so delusional, unfortunately. It's like, the selenators about the Hailey Bieber hate, I feel like there was just no getting through to them. And now that their queen kind of said the same thing, I was like, great, this can all be over. And we all thought it was over in October. Uh, The hate against Haley really got a lot better. I didn't really see it as much on my timeline. But then you fast forward to the present day and the thing, it, it just all starts up again. Absolutely insane. Cannot escape it. So you fast forward to present day. And that eyebrow post where Selena posted a video of her eyebrows being over laminated. And then Kylie Jenner posted a photo of her eyebrows and then a photo of Hailey Bieber and her eyebrows on Instagram. And people thought that was Kylie and Hailey's way of shading Selena. I will admit that was a little bit suspicious. You know, they both used the words, this was an accident and was photos of their eyebrows. It did seem a bit suspicious but selena debunked it immediately 
she said that it was totally unnecessary and that she is a fan of Kylie Jenner. Seemed like there was no beef going on. That was really great to see, too, because it seemed like Selena was sticking to the narrative of, you guys, this whole beef is made up. Please stop making up this beef. And I actually, like, had such immense respect for Selena for doing that. I was so Team Selena at that moment and was so loving her. And I was like, wow, like, we're really just keeping Mean Girls in 2003 or whenever that movie came out. You know, like, we're, we're not going to stand for the narrative that any of us are Mean Girls. How lovely. And then literally... 10 minutes after Selena Gomez said that that was totally unnecessary and that she's a fan of Kylie and was vindicating Kylie of Haley, Kylie and Haley of any blame. You know, she was kind of making it seem like neither of them were guilty. Literally 10 minutes after that, Selena commented on a seven-year-old video of Haley Bieber shading Taylor Swift and said that my best friend is and will always be one of the best in the game. And that's lovely, Selena. I love that you were defending your BFF, Taylor Swift. I wish I could say Taylor Swift was my best friend. I love that you're defending her. However, you know what you were doing by commenting on a post of Hailey Bieber that's seven years old. And the caption of that photo was, this is who the real Hailey Bieber is, a bully, a mean girl. Why the hell would Selena Gomez do that? Also, why was that even on Selena Gomez's For You page? You know? Why was she looking for it if it wasn't on her For You page? What was going on there? Absolutely insanity to me. And why didn't she defend Taylor in 2016 when Haley originally said that? It's just so weird of behavior to me. And I retrospect, like, I can get if Selena Gomez was in a mindset of let me just publicly defend these girls so they don't get bullied. And then maybe like a few weeks or months down the line being like, you know what? I shouldn't have been so easy on them because they were bullying me and I should have called them out publicly or something. But the way she seemed to have that epiphany to go from defending to calling out in the span of 30 minutes is just so wildly confusing to me. And then Selena comments on a video referring to Kylie and Haley as displaying disgusting despicable mean girl nepo baby behavior and she comments i love you to the girl who said those horrible things about Haley and kylie and yeah maybe Haley and kylie deserved those things but why is selena suddenly coming for them now when she was just defending them five minutes before that's why this whole situation just has me questioning selena gomez and i feel a little bit gaslit by her because a few Months ago, she goes above and beyond to squash all the rumors, say there was never beef and there was complete peace in girl world. And then the beginning of the day, she seems to be sticking to the narrative. There's no beef. But then randomly, she's like, you know what? No, there is beef. You guys, there is beef. That just so confused me because she clearly doesn't like Haley. Leaving those crazy comments, those weren't subtle. Those weren't sneak disses. Just like the Battle of Troy, there was nothing subtle there. She really just does not like Haley. And she knows all the millions of hate comments she's going to send Haley's way now that she decided to do that. And she knows Haley Baldwin's, Haley Bieber's, oops, Haley Bieber's past mental state. So is it worth it that Selena did that? I don't know. 
it's just confusing to me. And it's kind of ironic to me that Selena Gomez runs the Rare Foundation and it's all about how words matter and she would never support such vile, disgusting words. And then someone literally says vile, disgusting words about Kylie and Haley. And she says, I love you to that person. Like, what? And I understand people are like, she's finally sticking up for herself. She's finally sticking up for herself. Yeah, she can do that. But she's not like a normal girl who can, you know, stick up for herself in public. And it's not going to make millions of people absolutely plummet into someone and like beat them to shit. There's going to be such a big impact. And I'm not saying Hailey Bieber doesn't deserve it. Remember, I'm not team Hailey, but don't you guys think if you were Selena Gomez, you would maybe just text Hailey privately, like send her a crazy text private, like privately be like, you fucking bitch. Talk about me one more time on the internet. I'll fucking rip your face off, bitch. Like that's what she should have said to Hailey in a private phone call. You can scare Hailey. You can put her in her place very quickly. And it seems like Selena in the past has privately told Haley that they're fine and everything's worked out. Haley said, we both know on our end we're good and there's no beef. So I just don't understand the way Selena went, over, went about this whole thing. So that's why I'm not team Selena. And Selena is the one who like knows the impact of mental health and Haley Bieber's wanting to maybe kill herself. And Selena is the one who executive produced 13 Reasons Why. which is actually such a thing that I hold against her because I've been in like a lot of groups and organizations about suicide prevention. And I just think that show was so insanely damaging to the conversation around it and so bad for youth public consumption. I think it was such a horrible glorification of the whole thing. I think that show was awful. And a lot of people I know in the groups I was in completely agree and I'm glad like it's canceled, but it just seems like Selena is not really taking her own advice. Not, I'm, I'm not saying like Selena obviously wants Haley to be bullied so bad, but it seems like she's encouraging bullying against her and she could have just did the whole thing in private. So that's why I feel gaslit by Selena Gomez. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you guys don't like that opinion, but I feel like people just like the tea like they i feel like people were almost enjoying that i had an unpopular opinion on tiktok and thought it was exciting i thought i saw a lot of comments being like "Ooh, like someone with the with the alternate perspective like this is a really entertaining take on the thing because it was getting so many people mad like i think people were enjoying it so there's my alternate perspective for the day on that You guys, I opened up so much about my personal life last episode and the love and support you guys gave me in my DMs after that was so insanely sweet and nice. And I was feeling sick and nauseous just because of how much anxiety I was having at the end of last episode. Even just talking about it was fully making me have to throw up. So thank you guys for coming through and being the sweetest in the DMs about my situation with the guy over Um not overseas, but across the country and my friend gaslighting me about rent and not wanting to live with me. 
so I have some updates for you guys on the situations if you would like to hear them. So let's start with the guy across the country who was fully being awful to me. If you don't know, the backstory is he was basically the first guy I ever talked to and he was my first a lot of things. Um, if you guys don't know, he's 30 at this point. I'm 22, but I was 20. Oh, I was, yeah, I was just 20 at the time when we started talking and he was 29. That's definitely why I was in a past episode talking about why age gap relationships are fine, except if it's with someone who is young and just got into the dating game and someone around the age of like 30. I think that's the only toxic one because I definitely have personal experience with that. But yeah, I, he was like the first guy I ever talked to and he knew that. So he knew he could manipulate me like a Ken doll. And I really trusted him to be this respectable guy and like a good first experience. And he pretended to be this so respectable, so uppity elite man and he's an oncologist so i think that feeds into his ego he has like respectable hobbies that i feel like he only has to cater this public image about himself to make himself look perfect or this pristine being that he wants to be like he likes going to jazz shows and opera shows and like indie concerts he doesn't do the clubs and all of that. I feel like this is almost me throwing a funeral for him. And in the past, I flew across the country to go see him because he used to live by me, but then he moved away. And it went horrible when I went to go see him. And then we didn't really talk for nine months. And then all of a sudden, he wanted to talk to me again and was really intensely fl like flirting with me out of nowhere. There wasn't even a like, how have you been? Really slow momentum catch up. It was just like, oh, hope you're doing good here's a photo of me naked just all of a sudden wanting to sext again and i just thought that is so disrespectful because like did you just think of me as like a sexting partner so odd to me so he was doing that to me again after not talking for nine months and then three weeks later after fully sending me his dickety pickities he debuted his boyfriend on instagram he hard launched him and that boyfriend happened to look like me, but the more attractive version of me, or that's what my anxiety-ridden head is telling me. That's what my inner saboteur is telling me. Like, he's the better looking version of you. That's what my brain is saying. But you guys were really saying a lot of like, so like enlightening things to me in my DMs. I've never even heard of the phrase, a send off. Basically, what guys will do to girls before they get locked down in a relationship, they want to, like, have one more moment where they're technically not taken so they can, like, hook up with someone or get photos from someone. So maybe he was referring, like, wanting to use me as a send-off. What I didn't even tell you guys last episode is that after he was sexing me and I was only sending him photos back of my hands covering my eyes because I didn't want to see, he was talking about, like how he, he was trying to like tell me that we had a future together one day and um, I need to be respectable online for him and not like continue with my NSFW Twitter or just act really perfect online. So 
he can have a respectable boyfriend in the or husband in the future which adds another psychotic layer to it because why is this american psycho telling me that he wants to have a future with me knowing that he's about to get into a relationship with someone or is already in a relationship with someone that he's about to go official with online and like hard launch to the internet it's just so crazy and evil And a part of me, when he said that we have a future together, I know this is so weak, but a part of me was happy when he said that. Like, I was a little excited. I was like, wow, I still have a chance after how bad it went when I went to see him. Because I really did like this guy so much. He's like my perfect type with his appearance and everything. But I quickly snapped out of it. I smacked myself across the face. I was like, snap out of it. Like Cher would smack people in the face on her show. And I responded to him and I said, well, I'm glad to know that I have a doctor husband as a backup plan. Basically telling him that like I am not going to really consider this at all. But the way he was just playing me, like, did he forget I was a person? Did he forget I'm not a toy? Like, what did he really even want from me is what I'm trying to analyze in that situation. He wanted to sex me and then tell me that we have a future together right before he gets into a really serious committed relationship. So odd to me. But a part of me just like can't unfollow him. I can't accept for some reason that he brings no value to my life at all. And I just feel like that chapter isn't closed. Like I want to reject him one day. I guess I could have three weeks ago, but for some reason I didn't want to, I think maybe I wanted to get an apology from him or have him make sense to me or respect me or say what we are, you know? Um, but yeah, he's kind of like traumatized me a bit, I realize, because now any guy who's talking to me who is like sweet but inconsistent and potentially a little shady, or maybe not even shady, but my hypervigilant mind now may see red flags that don't even exist, will just like attack guys for like no reason. Um just today someone sent me a text that said hey what are you doing this week but this same guy didn't text me at all last week so i said i'm hanging out with guys who don't ghost me for a week and i called him a bitch and i said what are you doing this week <laughs> so i was like fully crazy to him and then after that i was like wait did he deserve that did i, did I deserve to fight him like that Am I like punishing for something that he didn't do? So I think I just need to heal from that whole situation. But that's the update with that. I still haven't blocked him, but I really should. Maybe someone should like come to my house and like force my finger to block him. You know what I'm saying? But let me give you an update on the roommate situation. Super small recap. I want to move to LA with my best friend and his boyfriend. They will both rename remain nameless, but I want to move with them. We want to get a two bedroom apartment. They want me to pay 50% and they each pay 25%. Even though in my mind, we will not be sharing that apartment split down the middle just because they have one bedroom and I have the other. There's an endless list of things that we are not going to share completely in half because at the end of the day, there are two people taking up twice the space, using twice the amount of things and occupying twice the amount of everything in the apartment as me. So I said, how about I pay 40%? You guys each pay 30%. Cause as a 22 year old out here trying to 
experiment in LA and take a big leap, I don't want to make it harder on myself. And so I called my best friend and I said, hey, would you be down for that sort of split in the rent? Uh, 40 30 30 and he said yeah totally i want to live with you so bad let's do it but his boyfriend said no i'm not gonna do that i refuse to pay anything more than 25 and patty you're lucky we even want to sublease our apartment early to live with you you're lucky that we as established la people want to like help you like you need us more than we need you um i originally only wanted to live with you if it was going to be convenient for me and a part of that convenience was the low rent just being the most awful evil person in the whole world but a part of me just still wants to live with them so I can live with my best friend and we can live out our LA dream. Cause that's really what we always wanted. Like we were those annoying two kids at school who would sit together at lunch and just gab about what Zara Larson is doing or what's going on on the X factor this week or American idol. Or if we thought Sam Smith was gay, <laughs> you know, we would just like, we always had this dream to do the LA life pop culture hosting lifestyle together. And he's pursuing that as well. So I really just wanted to move there with him, but everyone in my DMS is really confirming to me about what I thought was correct. And you guys were all saying that your friend is your friend's boyfriend is totally scamming you and is a horrible person. And you don't want to live with someone who's going to fight with you about money like that and not even, respect your perspective or try to make a compromise with you you don't want someone who's going to be so manipulative and have that many problems if you literally haven't even moved in yet and you guys are so right the last thing we said to each other was my friend told his boyfriend that he can pay 25 percent my friend will pay 35 percent and then i can pay 40 percent so my friend's gonna pick up his boyfriend's slack but even that exposes him as just someone who's trying to save money for himself because he doesn't care if his boyfriend pays more to pick up his slack. It, this was never a moral issue. It was a money issue. It was a selfish issue. So I told him he has until this Friday to tell me if he will accept my friend's offer of 40, 35, 25. And then he said, well, Patty, I don't even know if I want to accept the offer of just living with you at all. And so I was just thinking this weekend, I don't want to live with him. I don't want to deal with that. And I know that puts me at more stress. And that puts me in a more sticky financial situation because now I'm going to have to live with myself. And I don't know anyone in LA who I know well enough to live with or want to, you know, live in such a close proximity to. But I actually had a really cool talk with my manager after that whole tiff with my friend and his boyfriend and my manager was talking to me, he was like, Patty, you do not want to live with someone like that. How dare he speak to you like that? What a literal spineless, useless, like worthless asshole. You cannot do that. And he told me, Patty, I know how much you make, obviously, because he gets me these deals. I know you can afford a place by yourself. I know it's scary. I know it's a big leap of faith, but I know you can do it. And he told me that even if I apply for an apartment and for some reason I don't get it, that he would use his company's information to get me a cleared apartment application. And I was like, damn, what an amazing person to have in my corner. And I always say my manager is the best. He's literally like a blessing to me this year. So this just proves that he's more of that and there's good people in the world and there's just not good people. And it's just crazy the 
amount of not good people that you'll encounter who are so close to you. So I think I'm going to tell my friend and his boyfriend, unfortunately, I do not want to live with you guys. Ugh, it makes me sad because I want to live with my friend. And I will just have to have so much more faith in myself that I'll be able to afford it and really thrive in LA. And I know I will. I know I work so extremely hard and money loves me and I love money and I deserve it all. <laughs> That's my affirmation I tell myself. So I know a lot of it will come my way and I know I'm already in a comfortable situation. So thank you guys for helping me through that. And I will let you know when we have that conversation and what they say and everything. And speaking of not realizing how many horrible people can be around you in your life that you think are your friends, you guys, this weekend, the drama was so bad. I'm really, if you thought the last two pieces of information about my personal life were sad, this one that happened this weekend was just as sad. It really just fits in with the whole vibe of the week. And that's why my mom was like, wow, you're having a really rough week. So let me just assess this whole situation for you that literally ended up in me getting into like another fight with someone in the middle of a public place and essentially like losing another friend. And I can't believe it because I'm such not the type of person to lose friends. I don't think I've ever lost a friend because of a fight until this week. And it's happened to now two people ever before this week. I've truly been so flustered and in like a weird mental place because of it. I feel like down and angry and mad at myself and mad at the other person it's just like an ugly headspace to be in but I decided to go out this weekend to try to relieve my stress from the whole roommate's situation but then I just got in another crazy fight with a different person so here's the whole thing the situation makes me feel awful like I made someone cry who I didn't mean to make upset and then it was just a whole thing so and it ends in me potentially getting my Taylor Swift ticket stolen from me and that ticket was $950. So we're going to get into that tea now. So here's the setup. I just graduated college in May 2022. So I guess not just graduated, but I have a small group of friends from college. I was really only at my university for one year because I went to a junior college and then there was COVID. So I was really only there for one year and places weren't even open, you know, 100%. So I feel like I really didn't even have a college experience. So I really only have a really small group of like three people that I took from that university who I still speak to. Now there's a group of me and two of my gay friends. It's always me in the fight with the other petty ass gays. These fags are always fighting. There's two of them. So we can refer to us as the Jonas brothers. Cause I'm going to leave them anonymous. And I just decided to do this. I'll be Kevin. Cause clearly no one likes me anyway. And my one friend is going to be called Joe and then my other friend is going to be called Nick. So me and Joe, we got really close this whole last year since like the beginning of 2022. We would do so much together, me and Joe, Jonas. We hung out like 50 times at college. He invited me to go out all the time. Like he invited me all the time to go out. Keep that in mind. He would go out of his way to invite me to places. He accidentally hooked up with the same guy that I did 12 hours before who told us later that he was recently tested positively for syphilis. So me and him had to go get STD tested together. It was actually like a hilarious situation because I just hooked up with the guy 
And then they, we, we had like an afternoon hookup for something for some reason. And then I go back to our apartment and we're having a party. And my, Joe happens to be there because he's a friend to people in the apartment. And he's like, oh, what did you do today, Patty? And I'm like, oh, I hooked up with this guy. And he's like, I hooked up with him last night. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I had a threesome with him last night. And I was like, oh, he did um, oral on me today. I was like, what the hell? This And it was just like the most gaggy, like, that's just like the epitome of like the gay experience. But like we like truly so close, me and Joe. We had a joint grinder account at one point as a joke. And we would call ourselves like the the UYUC toys or something and it was just so funny and I let him use my grinder account at one point because he used to make so many fake grinders to stalk his ex and we would I would go with him to like physically stalk his ex in person and throw shit at his window to the point where he had to get a restraining order again keeping this person anonymous just referring to him as Joe Jonas <laughs> um, we went to Lake house uh, lake house together one time and las vegas together he was at my sister's wedding uh i made him laugh till he was crying multiple times he even told me when we were in las vegas like one night i was making him laugh so much it was like the most he's ever laughed and we were such good friends and i just think i'm such a good friend in general like i really cherish my time with people and no matter, even if me and Joe just got close last year, I still cherish that so much. I don't take that shit lightly. I'm a real ass true friend. But me and Joe are no longer friends because we got into a fight this weekend in the middle of a club that ended up in me accidentally making someone cry. So here's why. So Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas, we all used to be friends. We were the Jonas brothers. I was the Kevin. But Nick and Joe won't talk anymore because they were friends before I was in the picture at the school. So they were like really, really bonded together. And they have all this history that I'm not really 100% sure about. But basically, Joe was getting uncomfortable around Nick. And they were in a really rough spot in their friendship. So Joe no longer wanted to be around Nick ever. And he told everyone that he would get uncomfortable around Nick. So Joe made everyone he knows block Nick. <laughs> literally everyone all of our mutual friends because that's just the type of person that joe is except me i refused to block nick because me and nick are friends and i'm not going to do that to satisfy someone else's um anger or animosity towards someone i'm my own person i'm not going to block someone for someone else that's just the type of person joe is though he thinks the world should mend around him should tiptoe around him and his problems to make him comfortable and he'll like manipulate and mm, what's the word like yeah I guess just like emotionally manipulate people to do it and if they don't he'll guilt trip them a bit he's just the kind of person who completely never thinks of anyone other than himself never thinks of his friends feelings or considers them just what are those like innately selfish people who just walk around and you just look at them like, how can you be so in your own world that you just don't see how you treat even people who like love you? And if people aren't like fully accommodating to everything he wants, he'll throw a fit. He will not do anything that he does not want to do, even if it's what the majority wants to. He won't do anything for himself. He has to have his friends do it for him. Even his closest friends, he is not good to. I'm not his closest friend of life because I've only known him since last year, but even his one super, super close friend, 
um, it was her birthday and we were going to go to a straight bar to, to celebrate her because she's straight. You know, she wants to go to the straight bar, obviously. And me and him went there together and we get in line and he goes, you know what? I don't really like the vibes. I don't want to go in there. And in Chicago, the straight bars are really close to the gay bars. He was like, why don't we just go walk to the gay bars? And I'm like, Joe Jonas, what about your friend? Like, this is her birthday. We should wait in line and go and be with her at least for a bit. And he was like, no. Then he came up with this plan that we were going to tell her that while we were standing in line, we got hate crimed. So we didn't feel safe at the straight bars anymore. Isn't that kind of wild? Like kind of like an insane plan that you're coming up with to get out of your friend's birthday. And like this girl, they're like best friends till death. Like she is the closest friend to him. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you know, I think we should just stay like that's such like I was just like really like I was laughing along with it in the moment, but I was still very clearly like, no, we should go. And he was like, no, let's go. So we actually pretended that that happened and we just left. And I, in my head, I was like, wow, Joe Jonas is really selfish. That's crazy. And I'm never going to tell her about that because she'd be really sad if she knew. But yeah, there's even more stories about this person. Um, in December, he blocked me for two weeks because I didn't drive him home from a club, even though I told him I wasn't going to before the night even started that he invited me out to that night. Um, because he lives an hour away from me and then 30 minutes away from the club. That's an extra hour away from my house. So I would have had to drive an extra hour just to drive him home. And if we're already staying out till 3 a.m., I'm not going to do that. So he blocked me for two weeks. Um, he never apologized when he unblocked me. He never confronted it. I had to confront him about it at like a funeral. I was like, okay, so can we talk about why you blocked me for two weeks? And he like didn't want to talk about it. And then I heard he was saying that it was embarrassing that I lived at home. And I was like, I'm 22. I'm not embarrassed that I live at home. And he's the same age. I'm not going to insult him or anything, but you know, we're in the same situation. So it's just interesting. Like, I know I'm insulting him with these things I'm saying, but I'm not going to insult him, insult him when it comes to his career or how his professional life is going. You know, I'm just going to talk about the situation, how I feel. But yeah, I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, he knows how hard I work. He knows my job is staying home and making content. And I'm very confident in that. I love it. I make money. I'm planning on moving, as you guys know. So it's just interesting. Like the almost like he knew what he was saying wasn't an insult, but he was like trying to scrap together an insult to say about me, which is just so weird. Just because he wanted to insult me. I don't know. Just It's so weird. But anyway, I just was starting to get this hunch about him that he just didn't respect me. And I didn't like that he is so entitled that he thinks he can just act like this to all of his friends. And like tell us all that we can't see Nick Jonas and not going to be there for his best girlfriend and do weird shit to me. So what happened this weekend is that I was out with Nick Jonas. Me and Nick Jonas were with our bunch of other girlfriends who... Uh, you know, we just have in the city and the group of us wanted to go out to the gay bars that night. Dance the night away. Sashay, Shantae. Shantae, Shantae, Shantae. You know what I'm saying? I want to have a good night at the gay bar. And we're drinking. We're having a great time. And the time comes where, you know, we're going to hit up Boys Town in Chicago. So we get there and 
Joe Jonas is also there with our college friends. And I'm communicating with one of the girl college friends that Joe Jonas is with because me and her are trying to keep Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas apart because Joe Jonas has this made up rule where he's like, no one is allowed to make him uncomfortable or have Nick Jonas around him. So we're going out of our way to make him comfortable, trying to plan not going to the same bar. But at this moment, I have some drinks in me. The inhibitions are gone and I'm like worked up because of just how annoyed I feel from how frustrating my weekend was getting gaslit by the selenators and then by my best friend and his boyfriend. So I decide to be messy and take Nick Jonas and all of our girlfriends to the exact same club that Joe Jonas is at. The exact same club. Because Joe Jonas is at a club. Um, let's just refer to it as the Krabby Patty. And the college friend that he was with basically told us to go to the Chum Bucket. Even though the Krabby Patty is my favorite club. I want to go there that night. And all the girlfriends that we're with, they love the, Krab- the, the Krabby Patty as well. We, I'm Patty. You know, I want to go to the Krabby Patty. And I just think, you know, no twink is going to tell me where and where not I can go. So I bring Nick Jonas to the Krabby Patty with Joe Jonas there. And I don't give a fuck. And I actually go out of my way to find our college friends on the dance floor first. And then tell Nick Jonas where they are. So he can just make a scene if he wants to. And I really was living for the drama. I was a messy bitch who was living for the drama that night. And the drama did ensue. Right when Joe Jonas saw Nick Jonas, our college friends turned to me and they were like, Patty, why would you do this? Because they know what happened. I see Joe Jonas's face. He's pissed. Nick Jonas is like laughing at the situation because he just thinks it's goofy that Joe Jonas wants no one around him. And there's really awkward tension going on on the dance floor. So I go up to my college girlfriends. I'm like, hi, hi. And then I go up to Joe and he won't look at me. And I go, oh, hey, Joe Jonas. He won't look at me. And I'm a little bit drunk at this point. And remember, I've already felt disrespected by this man. So I'm like, no way is he about to ignore me. That's not how things go for me. Like people don't ignore me. I don't get disrespected by a friend that I've given so much to and he won't talk to me because he is so entitled and so precious that anyone who does anything to inconvenience him he doesn't know how to like handle so he just won't confront it he'll just ignore them and think he's like too good to talk but that's just not how I deal with things and again I just won't be ignored like that so I go up to him grab him by the shoulder (laughs) and I like aggressively say in his face you can look at me when I'm talking to you and then he looks at me he like flips me off and I say you are the biggest pussy I know (laughs) and it's true Actually, I know a lot of pussies, as, you know, we've discussed on this podcast. I know a lot of pussies, but he's definitely a pussy. <clears throat> Some pussies are very powerful, but uh, the pff, the kind that I'm referring to, no. So I say that right to him. Um, he, like, puts two fingers on his lips and, like, I think he's, like, blowing me a, f- a kiss with two fingers. I don't know what is, is going on. He's trying to be, like, a weird, like 
sassy. I don't know. I think there's just a weird like sassy twink thing to do. He thinks he's like looking good. I I don't know. I just after that I was like, okay, I don't really have anything else to say. Like I already get the vibe. So I was happy I confronted him about that. And then I go to the side of the club, you know, after I've created this awkward situation and kind of like, I feel like taught him a a lesson that you can't disrespect me and think I'm not going to do anything back and the world doesn't revolve around you. So I was happy I did that. And then I went to the side of the club and I noticed I made some of my college friends or one of them cry because she felt like she was torn in between us and she was in the middle of all the drama. And I felt so bad, like truly felt awful. Didn't want anyone to get caught in the crossfire. I was probably just in a mood feel horrible should definitely send a text of an apology and then our other college friend who is joe jonas's bff she won't talk to me now and she is ignoring me the rest of the night in the club and i'm just so confused at this point because they're not leaving the club like if we are having fun at the club me and nick jonas and all of our college girlfriends and you guys are uncomfortable by us leave there's other clubs on the street if you're the one with the problem and you don't feel comfortable and you're the one who's like so precious about things that you can't be bothered leave the club it's your responsibility to make yourself feel comfortable not everyone else's to make you feel comfortable leave like they were staying for so long get out is what i was thinking i don't know if eventually they did and um so i text my college friend who's joe jonas's bff after because she is the owner of my taylor swift ticket (laughs) And realizing what I just did probably pissed her off very much. And she owns a $950 ticket that is mine. And I already paid her for it. So I'm like, oh, God, I hope she gives me the ticket. I hope she does the right thing because I'm not going to sue her. I'm not going to. Well, I thought I wasn't going to sue her, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But I I can't, like, show up to her house and threaten her. Like, I, I just want her to just give me it. So I say, hey, girl with everything going on it's probably best we don't see taylor swift together can you send me my ticket please i think i'm just gonna sell it if you have someone in mind that you really want to go with i will sell it directly to them so you guys can have a good time together blah 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 blah. so that was my response to her um she has not responded for days and i guess we'll just see how it goes i learned i can take her to small claims court where basically it would not be very expensive for me to drag her there have a whole case where i can just prove that i paid her and there was a verbal agreement that we were clearly going to go to this concert together it wouldn't take much to prove it would i could show some texts did you get the tickets did you get the tickets we're going to split the cost uh and then i'll show my venmo transaction to her you know so the whole thing won't be hard but i will take her to small claims court over that ticket for sure because if she's gonna not give it back to me on behalf of feeling like she's avenging me disrespecting joe jonas like i will be crazy and you guys know like i will be crazy i'm the type of person who when i say i'm going to do something i really do it i will take her to small claims court and i will make it a point to do it i will make out time a lot of time for it and then at the end of the night joe jonas and nick jonas are actually talking because they are like fighting over text and joe jonas says um patty's not my friend I've never thought of Patty as a friend. We're not close like that. And I was like, what? That's so crazy. And I was starting to get that hunch that he never thought of me as a friend. But the fact that he like wrote out like, I've never thought of him as a friend 
was just so wild to me. And that made me so happy that I did that because you spend so much time with someone. You think you have a bond, even if you're not best friends in the world, you know, you, any friend that I have, I have a bond with that I cherish. The fact that someone could just say that and be so almost like soulless. And then I just, I also just feel ungrateful for the time that you give someone because you can give someone money, you can give someone gifts, but a really big gift you can give someone is time like spending your time with them and we just spend so much time together so the fact that he wouldn't even say we are not even friends and he's never considered me that like what about me was so never worthy of being his friend when we've done so many of these insanely like fun like memories together and I've made him laugh so much and he was invite me places like what a like I but for some reason I, I just got the hunch like somewhere in him he just didn't appreciate me he just didn't respect me and I guess I'm glad I found this out sooner than later you know being his friend for more years or whatever but it's just so crazy to me like I value every second of time I spend with someone even if those friends are just a friend that you see every now and then once every six months I appreciate and cherish and would never tell someone I don't consider them a friend because I'm just not like that I'm a very like sentimental bitch but some people just aren't though they just don't cherish things like that so it just gives very ungrateful vibes to me, but that's just kind of the kind of person that he is to everyone. So fake ass, snake ass, back to him and hating ass, no money getting ass, bitches. And yeah, I hope I get my ticket back. And this whole thing just really scares me because now it's like two people in a week who talk to me like I'm just this worthless person. Like I've never considered Patty a friend. And then the other friend's boyfriend saying, I only wanted to live with you to make my rent cheaper. It's just wild. It's like, it makes me worried about who of my friends are real or fake or just keeping me around because I'm convenient or they can like have a bit of fun with me and then like throw me away after. And I've really never lost a friend like that ever. Now it's like two in a week. It's insane. And it makes me really nervous and makes me question my worth too because these people are just like throwing me aside, like really exposing themselves as never thinking of me very highly. I guess I'm proud of myself for finding out their ways and, you know, trimming the fat of my life and finding the snakes in the grass and cutting the lawn. But even cutting them off makes me so sad because they hold a lot of, like, memories with me in their head and why can't they just be grateful f for them? Some people are just so heartless and you really never know who those people are. But I guess if you have any suspicions that one of your friends may be like that, Better to find out sooner than later. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on Pop Culture University. You're the best students in the world. I hope you had an amazing time listening. I love you all. I hope you have the best week. I'm going to have a better week than weekend. I'm going to be a nice little boy and a good boy and not fight anyone or ruffle any feathers online. going to try to be chill. I've got enough memoir content for the week. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I hope you all do the same. Protect your soul. Protect your energy, your spirit. Because there are people out here who will try to gaslight you and ruin your life. And they really got to me this week. They almost really won and took me down. But they will not fucking win. I will just keep improving and the my mindset of abundance and um, optimism will, uh, will, it will elevate me to higher grounds. And leave anyone who needs to be left behind 
behind. And I encourage you to do that as well. So thank you for listening to my personal issues this week. I feel like all we talked about this week was like Selena Gomez and her fans being annoying and my personal life and me being annoying. So like everyone's annoying. Glad we're all on the same page. But literally, thank you for be- being my therapist. This week, you guys are the best. Please submit a story for what would you like to share with the class segment. We're going to do one Friday. We normally do them Tuesday, but I was just so busy gabbing about my own life. But I really want to hear the horrible, miserable, crazy shit you are going through or just the exciting, wild, scandalous stuff you're going through. I want to hear it all. We all want to hear it all, what your peers are going through, because y'all have some interesting ass lives. So um, DM me them, put me on your story and tag me. I'll see it super quickly. Uh, I'll post you. And we can hit it up after that. Just know you're the best. You only deserve the best. And treat yourself like your own best friend. Because that's what I'm doing right now to just get through it. I'm being easy on myself and loving on myself and telling myself it will all be okay. So just do that as well. And I will see y'all on Friday. Okay. Love you. Bye, students. Class dismissed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast that's B-L-E-A-V on Apple, Spotify, YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Go Astros.